You're listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. All right, we are in a series on the names of God. And... uh, and looking through uh, these names and, and talking about that, I realized that, uh, and this has been a very um, edifying and convicting, I think, at times, uh, sermon series for me. And I, like you, and everyone else in this congregation around you, we're all on a journey through life. And the names of God have been a fascinating study. And sometimes, maybe at certain points in your life, you can relate to the certain names that we've talked about specifically in different ways. And as a pastor, and just as a human being, I've come to realize that some people in the world just seem to suffer more than others. And it's a mystery. I don't know why. Outside of the fact that I do know this, that God does not allow suffering for no reason. Every moment of pain and hurt and suffering is a chance to learn to depend on God more, and an opportunity to learn more about him in a deep, deep way. And this is exactly what the name of God that we're examining today is really all about. We're going to talk about the idea of Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. So uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, Exodus 15, and we'll be looking at Psalm 147. Uh, But also, as always, it's in the order of worship for your convenience. So if you'll read along with us as we look at Exodus Uh, 15 and then also one verse from Psalm 147. It says, Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went to the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. And when they came to Marah, they did not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah, which actually means bitterness. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord. And the Lord showed him a log. And he threw it in the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule. And there he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do which is right, and his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. And then Psalm 147 says, talking about God, he heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, uh, help us to see what you would have us to see from your word today. Send your spirit of truth and wisdom upon us. Uh, May what I say today be clear only as it represents your word well. Anything else, may it blow off like chaff and wind. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So in the fall of 2007, I went to the emergency room with a ruptured appendix, and maybe I've told some people this story. And after the scans came back, I walked out of the hospital with a cancer diagnosis. 
Shortly after, in the years that followed, I dealt with a severe bout with mental illness. Uh, and for various reasons over the next few years, we struggled financially. Uh, it was just tough years for us. And I was looking through a lot of unhealthy things to cope with what was going on in my life. A few years after that, after all these experiences, uh, a friend of mine who had been a part of this uh, journey with me and had, uh, had basically been with me and observed all these events over these years, he asked me a question. He's like, James, do you feel like that maybe God has been taking a baseball bat to you over the last few years? And I was a little taken aback by that when he first said that. But then I realized my honest answer was, yeah, I do feel like that. Uh, life feels like that sometimes. But here's the other side of the story. I was healed of cancer. Healed in a way that baffled some of the top doctors around me at the time. I still struggle with mental illness, but God has done a tremendous work in my life through therapy and counseling and medicine and His Word. And I'm not rich by any means, but we're, we're better financial shape than by far than we were during that time. And I don't say this lightly. I have got, at this point in my life, the best community and, in my opinion, the best job I've ever had hands down, ever. Now, I have never had a tattoo on my body, but if I did, I would put the name of God that we're talking about today in a permanent way somewhere on my arm or I don't know where that reminds me of that God is the God who heals, who restores, who brings back what has been broken in our lives. Every week, uh, we have a multitude of prayer requests. Almost, it's over, almost overwhelming at times of the prayer requests that we get from the people in our congregation and their family members and the people they know. And, I mean, it's folks that suffer physically, emotionally, with addictions, just soul-wrenching problems in their life. And they're our friends, and they're our family members, and they're the people that we know and we love. And what do we do? What can we do? We resort to prayer. And why? The name of God that we're examining today is a reminder of that. So we're looking at two points today. Um, not your average three. I know I'm breaking the mold here. I'm going to mess up the routine people. Uh, we got two points today. We're going to talk about the God who heals, and then we're going to talk about the God who heals completely. So let's look at verse uh, 20, 22 uh, from that story that we read. Now Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went to the wilderness of Shur, and they went to uh, and went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, "What shall we drink?" And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. And the Lord made a statute and a rule for them. And he tested them, there, tested them there, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. So we're in the middle of a big story here. We're picking up right here. Uh, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't. But the Israelites, God's chosen people, have just escaped Egypt not too long ago. And God had to send plagues on Pharaoh to convince him and to change his mind to let God's people go. And even after, the Egyptians said, what were we thinking? All our slaves are gone. And they chased after them. 
all the way to the Red Sea. And then Moses there, you know the story, if you, maybe you had Charleston Heston in your mind, I don't know. But he comes out and he parts the water. The Israelites go through. And then when the Egyptians try to pursue them, they are drowned. Now the Israelites have gotten past that. And they're in the desert, and they're tired, and they're hungry, and they're thirsty. And they're starting to doubt God. To make matters worse, they come across this body of water, and they're dying of thirst. And much to their frustration, when they run to it, they drink it, and it, they couldn't drink from it. It was contaminated. And they called the water Marah, which means bitter. And their souls became bitter as well. And they grumbled, it says, against Moses, which is basically saying a grumbling against God. And they say, what are we going to drink? Then Moses did exactly what he should have done. He prayed to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, said, throw it in the water. He followed the directions, and the water miraculously turned fit to drink. Through God's healing of these waters of Marah, he identified himself at the time as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Uh, see, it was a metaphor at that point to a deeper reality or a realer reality. See, God doesn't just heal water. He heals people. The healing of waters was a demonstration of God's power to overcome any impurity, contamination, corruption in the world and in our own hearts and a reversal of the sickness that, that just drives humanity. Along with giving the name Jehovah Rapha, God gives the Israelites a promise. He says, I'm not going to bring you the same diseases that I brought the Egyptians. This is a reference to, like we said earlier, the ten plagues that he sent the Egyptians when they wouldn't let his, when Pharaoh wouldn't let his people go. He sent on them boils on their skin, he, he, death of their livestock, devastating hell. Now, just look, thing after thing after thing, and then now God's given a comparison, a contrast here. He's saying, you are my people. Quit living like you're an Egyptian. Quit living like you're not my sons and daughters. Trust me. And stop thinking and living as if I'm against you. Because I'm not. And you're not in the same category. So maybe, first of all today, maybe you are at a point in your life where you became, you become kind of sidetracked in the, in the morale of your life. Maybe there's just a bitterness that's creeping in your soul and your spirit. A feeling that life has been unfair to you, that God has been unfair to you. The only way you can go from bitterness to find the sweet water is to turn to the God who heals Jehovah Rapha. But not only he's not only about healing in the physical realm, he's much more of a healer than that. Let's look at our last point. Uh, the God who not only heals, but heals completely. Psalm 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. See, a broken body is one thing. A broken heart and a broken spirit, that's quite another. Meaning that we are not just physical beings. Yes, our bodies break down, and we have lots of needs physically in our life. But we know as human beings that we are much more than that. And God knows that we are much more than that. There are so many verses in the Bible and if you want a copy of my notes this week, because there's a lot of verses in here, then I can, I can send you a copy of that. If you ever want a copy of any of my sermons, 
uh, just let me know and I can email because I'm manuscript my sermons. But, um, but when, when you look at the Bible, there's so many verses that deal with the fact that God is concerned with the whole person of who you are. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, uh, has the power to heal physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Uh, there's, not, there's not an impurity of the body, of the soul, that can withstand, if God wills it, that can withstand the, the healing power of God. And so much of the Bible is encouraging us as followers and believers of Jesus Christ of the tremendous healing power of Jehovah Rapha, healing for mental afflictions, relational problems, spiritual fatigue, emotional suffering, anxiety, and worry. These are all the things that plague us on a daily basis. And God says, I want you to come to me as your healer. So the question today is this, what do you need to be healed of? There's healing for your deepest pains and disappointment. There's healings for your past. There's victory over addictions. There are both physical and spiritual healing available in Christ Jesus. See, when Jesus came to earth, and I'll end with this, he showed that he was the great physician. He was a healer just like his father. In Galilee, Jesus would go. One of the main things in his ministry that he did, that he would do. Uh, he wasn't preaching most of the time. What was he doing? He was going from town to town. And it says, healing every disease and sickness among the people. In Judah, large crowds would follow him, and he healed them there. Uh, in fact, uh, it also says in Mark, wherever he went into the villages and the countryside, that they would bring the sick out into the marketplaces when they heard Jesus was coming. Uh, and and he, they would beg him, just let me touch the hem of your garment to have the healing power of what you have to offer. And all who touched it were healed. See, not only did Jesus heal people physically, he heals them spiritually by forgiving their sins, embracing them as sons and daughters, and caring for them like a good father does. Every way and every day, Jesus has and will and will continue to prove himself to be Jehovah Rapha in the flesh. When you come to God, and bring your brokenness, be honest about your sicknesses, and bring it to him, and give him the opportunity to show you the healer that he is. Come to this table as we contemplate healing today. Let's pray. Father, I thank you uh, for just knowing it, that you're a good father, that you want us to live thriving, healthy lives like any good father would, but you're a better father than any good father we've ever known. Lord, we are uh, sick people. We're spiritually sick. We're, we're sin sick. Uh, we're, we, we have physical ailments. We, have, we, we spiritually are just broken at times. Uh, we have mental and emotional needs. Lord, we need healing. Would you bring that to us today? Would you help us to bring it to you? In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.